Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We are live. Uh, as we start the show, I think it's important that we take a look back at 1848. 
Uh, it's a time of tumult. Uh, Zachary Taylor of the Whig Party has just won the presidential election. Prince Louis-Napoleon Bonaparte is elected first president of the French Second Republic. The Queen's College in London was founded, the world's first school to award academic qualifications to young women. The gold rush is in full effect in California. Karl Marx publishes the Communist Manifesto. Wisconsin becomes the 30th state. Letters of patent to Queen Victoria declaring Melbourne a city are read on the steps of St. Peter's Eastern Hill Church. And Oh, Susanna by Stephen Foster is burning up the charts. And while all this is happening, a new word is coined. A simple collection of letters that could change the lives of all those who are hearing these words. A word that means a musical or dramatic performance or social or public event held in the daytime and especially the afternoon. And that word from our friends across the pond, Viva la France, is of course matinee. <laughs> Welcome one and all to the Saturday matinee. Woo! My favorite part of all of that was A, your writing, but also B, Steve sort of sacrimoniously nodding <laughs> as if he knew every. He's like, like mm, yep, yes. you got number four, yeah. number five, yeah, yeah number six. Oh, okay. states, yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> exactly. Outstanding. So this is Kyle Olson from the Marvel Ma Marvel Movie Minute uh, and some other stuff, too. I am in the big chair tonight. Uh, joining me is my fellow Phoenician, Mr. Steve. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. That's right. And the handsomest man in podcasting, oh, Tommy. That's me. I live in my own mirror. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. <laughs> so uh, the first big question, then, what have you guys been watching? Oh, I've been uh, catching up on The Expanse because I didn't oh. didn't start with that. And so now binge through the first four seasons and now reluctant to start season five because then it's going to be like a year and a half or two years before I get season six that they just approved but i've been loving that um middle ditch and schwartz on netflix oh, i love middle ditch and schwartz so good. improv oh, man, oh so my good. god it's just you know i love some good improv but the fact that these two guys are trying to keep track of i don't know in some cases like a dozen characters in their head and have to sort of check themselves occasionally like do I have a name? Have we? Have uh -huh. we do, do, <laughs> right. do I have a name? Or is isn't there somebody right here? Yeah, uh, right. Lo loving that. So I've, I'm sort of done with the stand up comedy that just seems to be flooding Netflix. So this was, I mean, not done with it in terms of I've seen it all. Just can't bear to do any more stand up. So this was something fresh that uh, hadn't hadn't been expected. It showed up on somebody's like best of the comedy of 2020 list because that's sort of at that point where I'm trying to now look at. What did I miss in 2020? Looked at, you know, Letterboxd, you know, top films from 2020. I'm like, that's great. None of these have been released yet. So how are they on these lists? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I showed that. I discovered that because um, uh, I was a fan of theirs. And then my daughter is now into role playing. And now that's sort of his also about improv so the two things i'm like oh here's what you need to see so like i actually had her watch that and came back and uh those guys are fantastic in everything they do it is a little bit of diminishing returns because the, the for the first one is so great yes. and then it's sort of like the second one is good but yeah. not as great and the third one's like pretty yeah. good but yeah. not quite as good yeah. so if you can only watch one watch the first yes, one exactly. uh, but like i those guys are amazing i hope that they i'd love to have them have a series like just basically just put a you know put the two of them in a room, point a camera at it and let them go. So I've only ever watched the first episode of The Expanse. Oh really? Is that okay? Yeah, you you that is has the uh, the Steve seal of approval. Yes, you know I was at the same point a couple of years ago. I started. I was like, oh, there's a, there's all this politics and all this stuff to keep track of, and it give it the first three or four just on a Saturday or something that we can just get get a good chunk into the first season, and then it 
it was really easy to to keep going with that one. That's the one where okay. certain like off-worlders or someone are like really like tall and skinny because yes. they're yeah, uh friends of the show um Johnny Jackaloni, Darnell Smith, who has been a contributor on the show, are enormous super fans of that. So it has multiple, multiple, multiple seals of approval. I tried it and I was like, "What?" But that's just me because <laughs> that's, it's, it's a tough. It's, yeah, it's it's a, there's a lot of proper nouns, a right. lot of fa- fictional proper nouns that Tommy's like, you know, oh, you know. Tall Martian McGee. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that. You know, yeah, mostly out. I just looked at like really tall, skinny Martians. And I was like, is this going to unlock something? <laughs> is it one of those things where you have to like get into its rhythm or is it like it become it becomes a really good show after like the fourth or fifth episode? And then it, it becomes a really good show. And I think part of that might have to do with I mean, it's got a very interesting origin story because it's based on novels, but the novels were. My understanding, and this may become be somewhat apocryphal lore at this point, but it was it's two guys that or it's a group of guys that were doing some role playing, and so that became the genesis of the story because there's a main, sort of somewhat of a main character that gets killed off early on, and it's because that guy could no longer show up for you know game night, and so they killed his character off. It's based in a it's a it's a nom de plume is the person that writes it something something Corey and it's just actually a group of people or two people that have written everything and it started kind of I think maybe yeah as like as fan fiction online and stuff and then at some point just the world exploded. So the first book I think in the series is called Leviathan Wakes. I know that again because of Dash, Darnell Smith. Yeah. So kind of like Weiss and Hickman, like they took a role playing game and then yes exactly told the story. Of yes. It. So and, cool. and it's got okay. so the, there's. The two writers, and so one of it is very much like the sci-fi piece, and there's another part in the first season that's sort of a noirish detective story. And so they sort of, it's my understanding, split that. So one of them wrote the detective piece, and then the other was dealing with the sci And it all takes place, you know, they, they interweave and all of that. But it's, it's yeah, well done. Big, huge, huge expansive, you know, world universe that they've they've built that's uh, very entertaining. And it's It's well managed. So what about you, Tommy? What have you been watching? I rewatched. I've almost finished rewatching all of Children's Hospital, which is currently oh, on yeah. Hulu. Which is one of <laughs> it's something that I did watch on. Um, not all of it. I didn't realize that it was like for seven seasons because oh they're gosh. you know each wow. episode is only like ten minutes long. Oh, yeah. It was Adult Swim, yeah. little drop-ins. It is hysterical. I mean, the stuff that the the amount of creativity and experimentation that they give themselves is remarkable. Um, I think it's truly art and it is comedy. You know, it's not like a realistic comedy. It's like an Anchorman kind of universe. Everything is incredibly heightened. Nothing really quite makes sense, but it's just so funny and everyone is in it. And I just, ugh, I've really been enjoying it. It amazes me, like episode to episode, who they get to show up and be ridiculous. Yeah, because everyone just wants to be a part of it. It's such. It seems <laughs> yeah, like such a David Wayne is throwing a party and everyone just wants yeah. to come. So uh, I've been yeah. rewatching that. That's what I when I eat breakfast. I've been watching one episode of that. And the only other thing I'll say is that I'm finally taking a real run at. And we talked about this on another podcast involving Pete. Uh, I'm finally taking a run at Breaking Bad. 
I have been oh, stuck okay. on okay. episode two, season one, for forever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, people drop out of a, uh, they melt through a tub and fall to the floor. Yes. And I, for yeah. some reason yeah. at that point, I was like, got it. And then the, the amazing renaissance of Breaking Bad went and it happened years and years and years ago. And most of my friends are legit angry at me for not <laughs> watching it. So my plan I, is I, to, because I find um, things that have like seasons and seasons, this is The Expanse, incredibly intimidating. I just don't know if I can do it, which doesn't make any sense. I have time. Look at me. Look. Yeah. <laughs> like what I have to like, like send my dog to school. No, yeah. but, but instead what I'm doing is uh, because I don't like binge culture, I'm just making what is the most obvious choice in the world. I'm watching one episode a night. Hey, I think, I think it's a smart thing, especially for that show because it, it allows it to breathe. Right. Exactly. Cause I just, I really miss an episode a week kind of a situation. That's when I felt like I was on top of things. So yeah, I'm really, and I've rewatched the first two. <laughs> so I'm exactly where I was before and it's dynamite. It's really good already. And so I just need to, yeah, finally catch up. Uh, my recommendation is, and cause I was exactly with you. People kept raving and raving and raving. And I got somewhere about where you are. And when it's like, this is so boring. What are people talking uh-huh. about? And so I got into the habit of whenever, uh, Walt or Jesse wasn't on screen, I would fast forward. Oh. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yes, and and I found that I was and by, but and so yeah. by, by the time I got to like the fourth season, I didn't have to do that anymore because they like. But the problem is, it's the show is still figuring out what it is in this one because there's that whole like shoplifting storyline that has no business being in the show. I mean, I like, don't even know what that is. They, yeah, I know you'll 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 get it. Uh, but there's they try and like like let's give all the secondary characters also some. Oh, and, and that go, can be a little too no. spread out. Yeah, yeah. I, talk, I right. talked so about then, on what's that smell with Pete of like because it's been so revered, so much of it has trickled through. I know phrases like. Say my name. I'm the one who uh-huh. knocks Heisenberg. Yeah. I don't know what any of those things mean, yeah. but I know that those are <laughs> phrases. So we'll see. I actually, I, I because of that plan though, like whenever his with his uh, last up with his wife, I was like, ugh. So like, and I missed, I missed one of those famous scenes, and I had to like, I finished the series. And I'm like, how come I never got to that, that <laughs> oh, say my name yeah. thing? And I was like, had to go back and go, oh, because I had fast forward through it like an idiot. You were like, so, wait, they <laughs> were selling drugs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, I, I thought this. It was just about an RV. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lot of TV. Nobody's watching movies. Yeah, so I have not been really watching movies. I actually just finished uh, Studio 60 based on Tommy's recommendation. Oh. Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. I yeah, I recommended yeah. that. One. You did Yikes. when we were uh, when we were on the the Sorkin podcast oh, or the yes. uh, Trial of the Chicago Seven. Yes, we were talking about Sorkin, and I said I had never finished it, and you said you need to go back and finish it because it is really good. And so I went back and finished it, and you were right. It's, it's the one Sorkin thing I had never actually finished said all the that? way through. But, but I don't believe. Are you sure I said that? Because it's uh, yeah, it's like, incredible. You, you endorsement like no, like drop everything and go see it. You were just like no, no. It's it's worth when your time. it's you great. Check it it's out. great when it's terrible. When it's great, it's it great. is terrible. Yeah, when it's terrible, it's terrible. Yeah, I would not say like for fans of the West Wing, run right out right. and get yourself a copy. No, oh, no, man. it is it is a flawed series, yeah. but uh, I really have enjoyed it because, like you said, when it's great, it's great, and when it's down, it's sort of like, oh, okay. So you decided you were going to fight every cultural battle at the same time in the show. Okay, <laughs> good luck. But yeah, but I, I, that's why we go. Yeah, so not a lot of movies. I actually, been watching a lot more television stuff lately. There's so much great TV out there. That's that's the challenge. And with and there's going to be more because we got to, that's the top of our news is more. Oh, uh, oh yes, television entertainment right. because a uh, big thing that meant a lot to me is 
The Muppet Show is finally coming to a streaming platform. Disney Plus uh, is going to be the home for The Muppet Show on February 19th. Wait, the uh, old the Muppet Show? I, I couldn't find the it. Old Muppet yes, the show? original, like The oh, Muppet Show. Like, this is what we call The Muppet Show. Oh. And it's great because the fourth and fifth seasons have never been commercially released oh, like, uh, yeah. since Disney owned them. They're, they You could get them on VHS tapes way back. You guys remember that? Oh, like, yes. They used to have like the Time Life collections. That was the <laughs> only way you could get them. Oh, really? Uh, and now I didn't they, know that. Yeah, huh. yeah. So they like they had put out the during the DVD when you were DVD sets. They did the first three seasons on DVD and then stopped. So like those last two seasons, which have some amazing episodes in them, when they get super experimental and stuff, were have never been commercially available uh, through that. So now they're this is the first time they've been on streaming. And we're gonna, and unfortunately, I believe they are still going to be edited because of those darn music rights. Uh, there were some of the later things like uh, I think there's one episode, I think I think the Jim Neighbors episode is notorious because there was like four songs in it and they couldn't clear any of them. So <laughs> so the episode comes in at like 15 minutes just because they had to cut. all. Oh, Jim Neighbors on. is notoriously stingy. He's like Prince. When Prince was still alive, it'd be like, yeah, you want to. Yeah, it might as well be trying to buy Stairway to Heaven because yeah. Jim Neighbors. Woof. I think it's one of the songs he sings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I believe it's RIAA who's being uh, yeah, jerky about okay. it. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, what I understand is these will still be the edited versions of them, but it's still better than nothing. Uh, and there's, there's still a lot of great Muppet content uh, in there. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, and then speaking of music rights and fights, Tommy, that gives us to your story. A very nice lead into mine, which is just at Hulu, Freaks and Geeks, Paul Feig and Judd Apatow finally coming to a place. Uh, I own the DVD box set and almost none of the DVDs work anymore (laughs) just because I've had them and I played them too much. But no, I mean, so many stars came from this. Freaks and Geeks is just so legendary. And one of the big hangups like... um, What's another famous show like The Muppets that has been like held back because of music rights? WKRP in Cincinnati. Is that really what? Oh, yeah. It's a huge issue <laughs> because there's like whole because they they say the names of the songs. Oh, so like, right. Because they're, it's a radio station. Yes. They'll be like, and now here's Kiss, Kiss with uh-huh. Love Gun. Oh, they would go talk into about the actual. I used to watch that, but I don't yeah. remember it. They would say the real yeah. song. Oh, wow. Neat. Right. So like. So, yeah, because I, 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 I knew on this, I had sort of done my research on the music rights thing. And the WKRP was a huge one. And even now. You, I mean, you can't stream it. You can't buy the digital versions. You can only buy the DVDs, and the DVDs are heavily edited. Uh, so this is a good that they took the time so, yeah. to really do it, Freaks and Geeks, yes. because it is a period piece of sorts. It'd be, it'd be kind of like trying to watch, oh, you know what I bet is another one? Wonder Years. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, yeah watching right. Freaks and Geeks without the original soundtrack would be like watching Freaks and Geeks if kids bop. Did all of the songs. <laughs> but the fact that they have the original soundtrack coming yeah. for the entire series is legendary and is amazing. And I really, really hope that it finds that uh, Hulu does a little bit of a, hey, everybody, this is one for the ages. You've got to come watch this because it launched so many careers and it's just a beautiful, beautiful show. It's one of my all time favorite shows. And yet I find it hard to watch because it is absolutely my life. Like which one like, were you? I'm, I, <laughs> I think people can pretty much figure it out. I, <laughs> uh, but uh, like uh, the stuff in there, it's like I was I was young at that time. Like I knew those songs, I knew those moments. I was you know, living those lives. So it was like watching home movies that you didn't know people had been taking. 
But yeah, so I'm, I'm glad that this gets on the service because it really deserves to be as widely seen as possible because it's a, it is a work of art. And uh, so, Steve, speaking of classic television, uh, the story that you found actually ties into classic television as there well. There we go. This was a scandal on the internet when they announced that they were going to be casting Nicole Kidman to play Lucille Ball. And the fans went bonkers and said, she's not funny. Her nose isn't the right shape. This that, she's not a redhead. That, whatever it was, all this like backlash of like, how dare you consider her for this role? To the point where Lucille Ball's actual daughter went onto her personal Facebook page and said, "Look, it's happening. <laughs> it's fine. I th- she's going to do a great job, uh, you know, with this." And I think the the issue is because it's well, it's coming back around to this is Aaron Sorkin again with with There's this again. with I didn't this even project. Know that Aaron Sorkin was making a Lucille Ball film. Well, mm-hmm. it's 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 rumored is is how oh. it's listed on IMDb, but I think the fact that they, you know, again, yeah. you Variety had it. So I mean right. like it's a, it's, it's a it's, real story. It's, that it's moving along. Together. Yes, it's uh but this is called it's called Being the Ricardos and basically <laughs> they're looking at like a, a week sort of, you know, as, as you know, Sorkin will do with you know, things of like, let's condense time. Let's, you know, like yeah. you do with the Steve Jobs Steve thing. Jobs like, it's, it, right. Right. So it's yeah. like, it's one week. So you're dealing with the show, but you're also dealing with their own family drama, all of that stuff. So I think that it's, if they were going to try to recreate an entire episode, could Nicole Kidman pull that off? Eh, maybe, maybe not. She's not a sitcom star, but when you're getting the behind the scenes drama, uh, you're going to have those moments, and then of course Javier Bardem is uh, allegedly going to be is going to be playing Ricky. Oh Garnett, wow, or Desi Arnaz <laughs> uh, right. in this. Yeah. So, but the uh, this is always one of these things where I you you want to get into some intellectual property because you know there's a huge fan base, but then you always risk offending the fan base by casting. I mean, you go it goes back to uh, Tim Burton casting Michael Keaton as Batman, and how dare you cast a funny man as the the Dark Knight? <laughs> all that and things work out, and he was great. The, the, yeah. yeah, yes, exactly. So I I think Nicole Kidman's got the talent to do this, but it was one that I I was not aware of the project. I'd like to see what what happens with this, but from what what's been described, I'm like I. I'd be interested to see how how this comes together, and I think she's she's got the acting chops to to pull this pull this project off. I hope she plays her character like she did in The Undoing, which I was really a fan of until <laughs> I wasn't. Like I was such a I was a hyper fan, and then no spoilers. I was like, oh no. Uh, but I like I hope that she plays Lucille Ball like she might be from every country. <laughs> Like the accent is just like, let's go and let's try to distract everyone with hair and coats, beautiful coats walking down the street because nothing else. Yeah. But I'm a huge fan of her and in Sorkin we trust. So I'm in. Exactly. All right. Yeah. And I think if, if people are worried, if she has comedic chops, I would recommend them checking out the prom. Because she takes like still fourth lead that. in that movie, and she does a great job. Like she, she took a small part, which I think was kind of amazing for Nicole Kidman, yes. who's like top yeah. billing, uh, and actually is really, really funny in the in this role. I'd say, hey, look at that. Let's ignore the Stepford Wives. R- yes, like just okay. focus yes, on. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see her and Javier Bardem when they yeah. get them all in the makeup and yes. they have the accents yeah. and. Speaking of uh, giants of the small screen, <laughs> uh, we're going to giants of the big screen. Uh, 
and then having another epic face-off, and that's Godzilla is taking on King Kong, and the fight is going to happen earlier, because originally this was supposed to drop in May, and they have moved it up now to March 26th. Really? Uh, so, yeah, and it's going to be on HBO Max, so if you have an HBO Max subscription, you can watch it Oh, is it a Paramount movie? if you're able to go to a theater, you can... Oh, it is a, uh, it is a Warner, Warner Brothers, Brothers film. Uh, that's what I meant. What yeah. I, you guys, yeah. you guys From, said Paramount. I said, guys, it's right. Warner Brothers. Yes. Yes. Get, check your facts. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. The I, listeners I, know. I need to change, I'll change that okay. in my notes. Hold on. Um, yeah, so it's it's going to be on HBO Max uh, streaming, or if you can go to a movie theater, then go to a movie theater and see it there. Uh, but actually getting it early. And uh, for those of you who are listening on uh, Saturday, which the hardcore fans are, you'll be able to watch the trailer tomorrow because Sunday wow. uh, they're actually going to get to see these two titans facing off. Will there be them eating chocolates? No, that's the other movie. Uh, this is them, uh, <laughs> a gorilla and a lizard punching. The- and so I believe this, this, so this is a continuation. Like this is Godzilla 3 and okay. King Kong 2, because this is Kong Skull Island Kong. Oh, which is, see, I haven't seen, okay, I, I've seen King Kong and I've seen Godzilla. I haven't seen Kong whatever skull island. island i did skull I saw island that. and i haven't seen okay. the second godzilla which was what godzilla king of, king monsters. of monsters so i've i've king of you monsters so, so you're saying those two <laughs> sequels yes. or the second ones are actually same cinematic universe but the peter jackson king kong and then the first godzilla are separate from or is it just kong that's yeah, different the, the peter jackson king kong are not part of okay. this that is a an alternate universe okay is the matthew broderick version where a bunch of <laughs> <Yes>. dinosaurs <laughs> slipped on gumballs is that oh. still canon because i remember being uh. in the theater and being like oh no <laughs> literally <laughs> slipping on gumballs that's insane yeah. this just movie costs for... hundreds of millions of dollars <laughs> wait till you see them pull that in the next jurassic world movie tommy having the raptors oh. slipping on the gumballs so excited. So excited. <laughs> Baby Triceratops for the win. Dare we to dream. Uh, so, and that's pretty much uh, wraps it up for the news. Uh, so I think I think now we think to talk about our trailers. And Tommy, you were the first one to put your trailer up. So tell us what you found. Oh, boy. Did I not know that this existed? And then I almost didn't press play because I was wondering if it was going to make me sad. And then it didn't. Mm-hmm. It's called uh-huh. Stray. And it seems to just be, it might be directed by dogs. There's a chance. <laughs> As we all know, and I know right away, (laughs) it takes place in Turkey, and it seems to just follow around the idea that Turkey has a no-catch and um, no-kill public policy for stray dogs. So stray dogs are just like chilling like villains all over the place, and it seems like we're following a couple dogs and they all like bought GoPros and put them around their heads. <laughs> I don't exactly know what this movie is, but it looks beautiful. It looks heartwarming. And uh, it seems like maybe it won't make me sad. I, I, this stray, I mean, I'll see anything dogs. This seems like the answer to why I didn't see Call of the Wild with Harrison Ford, which is when I mm, saw the yes. trailer and the dog was so clearly CGI'd. 
I was like, what? Why? Because dogs are so expressive in this trailer. I feel like I've seen every hey, look, single Terry emotion. Notary needs the word. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's called Stray. It comes out March 5th, as we all know, and I said first. And it seems beautiful, and it seems amazing, and there's just all of these people like petting this incredibly noble and wise-looking dog. It just seems remarkable to me. What did you guys think? It's a weird choice, but... No, it is not a weird choice, because first I thought, oh my gosh, this is sort of unofficial sequel to a film from 2016 called Kedi, K-E-D-I, which was about hmm. the stray cats of Istanbul. And it's basically the same oh, type wow. of thing of the, that wow. whole idea of following the cats because of this, you know, they're just all over these stray cats and they, you know, do their thing. The other piece was, as I was watching this, I was having flashbacks to my trip to Istanbul from back in Ooh. September because we had an experience where we were out one evening uh, and this dog followed us from a cafe back to our hotel and oh, we wow. nicknamed him. We nicknamed him Ruffles and he was very kind. He just, you know, very cool dog. The next day, we're like a mile and a half farther away in town at like the uh, Spice Bazaar and we're walking through this parking lot. And Ruffles comes just like walking up to us and we're like, dude, we're we're miles from where wow. we saw you last night and you're here. And he just walked up to us like, hey, buddies, how's it going? Let's hang out together. That's and such a thought, better story. I was afraid you'd be like, oh, Ruffles is so sweet. And then we checked our wallets. No. <laughs> but it's it is the fact that uh, that we, we saw that his ear had been tagged. So we thought, OK, clearly they just allowed the strays to, to wander and they've tag them to maybe keep track of where they are. He may be one that, you know, they're they're monitoring for some reason. But I saw that and I thought, yes, I am all up for this and I need to do a double feature. I'll do a cat movie and a dog movie and it'll be like, you know, tears all day long with the animals. Love I'm it. Ho hoping for happy endings and not, you know, animals getting, you know, injured, hurt. Right. All of those things. Oh, I love this. So are you telling me that there's a stray cinematic universe? Yes. Yes, I'm like. Are we building are up towards about like the a, SCU? an Avengers level? The SCU. <laughs> yes, we're, oh, we're building up towards a stray Avengers oh, kind of crossover thing. Be, yes, it would be. Oh, it would be cats versus dogs, wouldn't it? Yeah, but Hawkeye oh. probably also. <laughs> Just throw <laughs> Hawkeye in there. Just in there. <laughs> Why are you here? We'll have a great scene at the airport there in Istanbul where they're just running across the tarmac, dogs on this side and cats on this side, just charging towards each other. <laughs> so is this a is this a fictional movie about a real situation or is this a documentary about one particular dog? documentary that seems to be following one I mean, main one dog yeah. based on the trailer and then just involving the entire that it seems like an incredibly what seemed when I when I saw no kill I was like hooray when I saw no catch I was like ooh I'm not sure because that's how dogs get families but yeah it seems like mm. just based on the trailer like maybe turkey has sort of figured it out they just ever like they're just everyone sort of like taking care of the dogs and there's so much yes. of a tourist thing there's just tons of things of like these dogs are just completely domesticated without being in domestic homes which is yes. remarkable hmm. we'll see yeah so when they do the American version of this, they'll have the dog with a monologue, right? Yes. Like they get like Nick Cage to record the, <laughs> the thought processes of the dog as it moves through the city. Exactly. For as long as I can remember, I always wanted to be a dog. And you're like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? Dog fellas? Okay. Oh. <laughs> Carol, copyright that quick. Somebody will grab yep. it for you. 
Uh, all right, so uh, my, my trailer was next. Uh, so what I like about doing this show is that uh, while I'm known as the Muppet slash uh, entertainment uh, Marvel guy, I have another side, too. Something that Steve and I share is a love for the theater. Uh, so... And being from the Midwest and now living in Phoenix, I do have a bit of FOMO because uh, I look at the stuff of the coast and go, man, it'd be really nice to do all this really cool stuff. And now I get to. I had actually heard about this show, which is a combination like performance art slash magic act uh, plus something, but only seated 150 people and only in New York. And I thought, well, I'm never going to get a chance to do to go and see that. But now, due to the uh, the generosity of Stephen Colbert and Frank Oz, who actually is directing this, there is a documentary that also shows the show, and it's called In and of Itself. Every secret has a unique weight to it, and you can only carry them for so long. You think this is a performance. You see a man in a theater. There's an audience. It is difficult to see past what this looks like. You can see it for what it is, or you can imagine what it could be. Before you came in here, there was a wall. Maybe you chose something you feel reflects who you really are in this world. The conceptual artist, the teacher. Someone here is an idiot. Idiot, wherever you are, please raise your hand. That's about right. Uh... (laughs) here day after day after day and attempt to defy some odds. I do not expect you to believe anything you're seeing. Only a lucky few get to know how this story ends. And as we were talking about this before the show started, Tommy, you actually got to see the show, and I am super jealous. When I first saw Derek Delgadio, uh, he was uh, paired up with someone named um, uh, Helder Gamarias or something like that. Hmm. Um, and sure. we'll never it was know. a we'll never know. And it was a it was a show called Nothing to Hide, and it was directed by Neil Patrick Harris. And it uh-huh. and it debuted not debuted. It started everything starts in New York. Then it came here, and it uh, debuted at the Geffen Theater, uh, which is in Westwood Village. Um, where Westwood Village is where um, uh, where Sharon Tate in uh, Once Upon oh, a Time okay. in Hollywood goes to see oh, okay. her uh, her, her movie, movie uh, The Wrecking Crew, mm-hmm. literally one block and a half north and then uh, west is the Geffen Theater. And it's a very oh. small theater, but it gets uh, amazing things. And the thing about uh, Nothing to Hide, it is, you know, with lack of a better word, a magic show. And yeah. it just pushed their entire schedule away because it just kept selling out literally for months and months. They just pushed it and pushed it, pushed all the other shows because it was a incredible success. And then he came back many years later with in and of itself, just Derek alone and now directed by Frank Oz. Um, It is a remarkable Show both of the shows were remarkable. I actually got to be an audience participant in the first one, not in the second one. Without spoiling anything, if you do watch the trailer, the trailer makes it almost seem like it's more of a mentalist act. It's really leaning into the idea that before you go into the theater, there is this really big thing where it says, uh, I'm sorry, a really big board with 
zillions of little cards that say I am and then an adjective or a noun. I am, no, I, I should just say a noun. I am an inventor. I am an idiot. I am a liar. I am a thing. And you just pick one and you put it in your pocket and you forget about it. That's so little of the show. Mm. <laughs> okay. It's an incredible part of the show, but really this is, it is, uh, it is uh, really reminiscent of Ricky Jay, who oh, the late Ricky Jay, who oh, yes, yeah. involves Jay. incredible personal history, historical history, and then these feats of magic that I have never seen before or again. It is he is a genius, and it's fun, it's funny, it's sad, it's heartbreaking. It is remarkable. It's one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm hoping this documentary can capture some of that magic, yeah. uh, literally. Um, and so if you want to see this and you have a Hulu subscription, you can go right now and watch it because it, it became available yesterday. And that's probably what I'm doing right now as you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> so in and of itself, oh, so I'm yes. looking forward to that. Oh, very much looking forward to that. That's what I, Kyle, when you posted this as your trailer, I thought, how did he find this? Because this should be my trailer. This is one of these things that, I, yes, that, that blew me away with this. I thought this is these are the things that you know fall off the radar that I love discovering. So I'm I'm glad you found this trailer because the, my trailer is something that's not something I would normally pick. Uh, but as I thought about it, I thought, no, I have a really good reason for, for bringing a trailer like this to the show, because, you know, what else is there to do, but, you know, avoid the inevitable comparisons to Groundhog Day that will always happen in a film like this. When you've got, um, a man who's trapped in a never ending loop on the day of his death in Joe Carnahan's boss level. Hey Jake, can I get a large bottle of that buys you? You know what? Make it too large, bottles. How can you drink like that? I used to complain that every day felt the same. And now every day is the same. Hey, Jake. I have died 144 times. And every day ends like this. But it doesn't matter. Not when you've lost everything you've loved. Venter, man who's had me killed 150 times. The power to rewrite history is mine. Heads up. I know everything that's going to happen. One thing that never changes. What's up, pretty boy? Bunch of assholes killing me for reasons that remain a mystery. I am Guan Yin, and Guan Yin has done this. I'm Zwei. 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 Roy, can you hear me? I can't explain it right now, but I'm going to need your help. Gemma? The only woman I've ever loved and who can stop this is still alive. I have to get killed Hi, Roy. over and over again. Until I save her. Now, my first thought was, oh, this is that, you know, they're, they did this Ryan Reynolds thing, free guy they got pushed back, all of this. Is this something that, you know, was coming alongside of that. Uh, according to IMDb, Carnahan had been trying to make this movie for years. Uh, it was written back in 2010. He wrote, rewrote the script and announced in 2012 that he would direct it for 20th Century Fox. So this has been one of these projects that's been around for a while. But I think it's we're going to see things like this more often because it's now not just a gimmick. It's become a thing because of 
just video game culture has found its way into the mainstream. So when you have movies like Free Guy or something called Boss Level or, you know. Oh, interesting. I didn't think about it. It stops It stops being, you know, Groundhog Day of like a clever device. It's, no, this is how games work is you try to do something, you you get killed. When you, if you've ever like rage quit a game because you can't get past this one part <laughs> and you're like, this, this, why can't I get through that wall? You just, you know, I keep dying. I keep that dying. legit happened to me <laughs> today. Yes. Steve, oh, okay. and I'm not <laughs> joking. I'm replaying Deus Ex Human Revolution and the first okay. boss oh. the first boss fight came yeah. by and I was like, oh right. Why yes. didn't I invest in Typhoon? Deep <laughs> cut. Deep, deep cut. Oh. But go ahead. Yeah, no. I'm with you though. You get to that first boss and realize I've built my character all wrong. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So th- so I'm looking forward to this. It's got, you know, a lot of na- familiar names that's surprising. You know, you've got Frank Grillo as sort of our, our main character. Naomi Watts is his possibly like missing wife, but then we get as the boss guy, I, I'm assuming Mel Gibson is showing up, but we've got Michelle Yeoh, Ken Jong in here. So it's looks like just ridiculous fun. The trailer interestingly does start at like C plus B minus level. Yes. Yes. And then yeah. you're like, oh, wait, yes. what? Oh, what? Uh-huh. Oh no. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. It's a well-made trailer because it just gets crazier and crazier as it goes along. And it makes me think of, you know, in addition to Groundhog Day, the other movie that I think is part of the the DNA of this is a film that has been like, I think lost. Do I say to the ages? Cause it, I don't know that it, it's that long, but now that I look at the date, it is probably been a long time. Is do you remember a little Clive Owen movie called Shoot 'Em Up? Yeah, I do. Yeah, he Where throws, just ca- he throws carrots into guns. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. It's just over the top <laughs> extreme violence. And to right. me, you take that in Groundhog Day. That's what you get with Boss Level. And I think those are the those are the pieces that were. It's now been around long enough that people are like, yeah, we'll accept this as, as entertainment. Because Maybe I like Free Fire? Didn't you do Free, Free Fire, Fire yes. as a trailer rewind? Yeah. Yes. Yes, we did. And you, you get some cartoonish violence in there, although that one's a bit bit darker. But I think yeah. that's... Well, a bit more Reservoir Dogs, yes, but yeah. That's, <laughs> yes. So, yeah, shoot them up. 2007. So, yes, 14 years later, we're, we're getting boss level. So there we are. And that is also available March 5th is what is listed as the release date on that one. But so as soon as you've watched Stray, you can then go watch Boss Level. Exactly. It's, a, it's a, a nice film festival you put together. <laughs> what a weird, I, what a weird A to B. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I can say one very small, very short, very uninteresting thing about Joe Carnahan is I owe him a shot. Mm. He owed, he <gasps> um, bought me a shot once because uh, as people, as abolitionists will remember, I used to work for John Woo and they were both mm-hmm. in the initial three of the, when BMW yes. uh, commissioned, yes, the, the hire. hire commissioned a whole thing of short I still films. Have that DVD. I do too. And uh, John Woo uh, did um, one and then Joe Carnahan directed The Ticker, which is one of the yeah. greatest ones of the entire series. And he was already in party mode when we showed up <laughs> at the Arclight and I was like hey I just you know I work with Mr. Wu and I just wanted to say he's like of course you do alright here we go and then he handed me a <laughs> shot and he goes let's go and I was in this group of people like his friends and probably huge A-listers that I didn't know and I was like okay I'll take this and then I almost threw up and in the end <laughs> but that's kind of fun he seems like an incredibly nice guy oh wow I totally forgot about the hire man those were yeah. good 
Uh, As corporate synergy goes, that was one of the best things that ever came out of it. I mean, look at the, I had forgotten, you know, Clive Owen again there, but I mean, the list of directors on that, you've got John, Joe Carnahan, John Frankenheim, Guy Ritchie, yes, Tony Scott, Uh, Tony Scott's is really good. Oh my gosh. Tony Scott's is insane with James Brown. that's probably my favorite of them. Oh yeah, his is crazy town. But yeah, so yeah, and I'm glad you put, picked this one because if you did not, I, this is my second choice as well. I like to saw this trailer and I'm like, oh, there's so much to talk yes. about in the trailer. <laughs> and I like that, you know, everybody's going to talk about Groundhog Day, but also like Palm Springs. Yes. And like there's even an, an episode of the first season of um, Star Trek Discovery. So like time loops, I think, is now a viable happy thing. Happy Death you Day. You can tell stories. Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day. Yes, there you go. Exactly. And yeah, and Happy Death Day too. Like it's, I think it's a viable thing. You don't actually have to. Stay away from it just because Groundhog Day did it good. Right. Exactly. right. Like you can actually take it on yourself and make good stuff there. Yeah. Happy Death is a good thought. That was a good movie. So, all right. So those those are our trailers. All right. So uh, now I put together a little game for us. Oh, uh, so- Kyle. KO knockout. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see how the okay. hell it well, goes. I've got my uh, so, I've got my fifteenth level paladin sheet here. I've got okay. my dice. So, <laughs> but we're is that what we're doing? Right? What's your dice? Yeah, my 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 <laughs> a, my special ability is stickiness. <laughs> Roll the stick. All right. Um, all right. So uh, for this game, I this week I started thinking about parties, uh, well, not political parties, because but you know the ones that we should be having because we just had a major event in the United States. We're not going to really talk about that, but in the world before this would be where we would be getting together to to, to have this thing. So. And I started to think, okay, if we had a party, what would the theme of the party be? What would be the most fun, the most memorable, the most exciting party? So I thought maybe movies can show us the way. So, uh, gentlemen and Tommy, I present <laughs> to you in single elimination form the ultimate movie party championship. Oh, is this another one of those ranking things? It's an elimination. Okay. Yes, I've got the elimination right. right there. So I've chosen 10 on-screen movie parties and set them against each other. Uh, my choices were both arbitrary and capricious, uh, but they <laughs> followed the rules. No weddings, no birthdays, no holidays. And I won't even promise I stuck to those rules because I only thought of them. Later. Got it. Uh, and so let's get started. So for our first round, uh, so for most of us, uh, our first major party was in high school, so that's where our first matchup is set. Um, so, so we're skipping guys. right over Briss? That's fine. <laughs> yes, no, no Briss. Okay. Um, I heard there are a lot of movie, movie Brisses. I might have just missed that subgenre. Oh, I just mean party Brisses. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's do this. Go ahead. Um, so I heard tonight that Preston Myers is planning to proclaim his love to his four-year secret crush, Amanda Beckett, who has just jumped by her popular jock boyfriend, Mike Dexter. Uh, so in this who's who of young 90s actors, we have... Can't hardly wait. Oh my gosh. Uh, which yes. the whole movie takes place at a house mm-hmm. party. Uh, so, opposing them, uh, hear about a party. Here's the procedure text all your friends, tell them where to meet you. So, you know, nobody, that's not what counts. It's somebody's house and they got no bouncer. Whose house is this? Why, it's Katie's house and all of the plastics are supposed to be <laughs> here tonight. And there's a rumor that Regina George might show up. Uh, it all happens in a little film called Mean Girls. Whoa. So, the better party can't hardly wait. Or Mean Girls? I already know my answer, although it is tough. Steve, would you like to go first, or would you like me to go while you are mowing? Because it seems like you're real, you're real like beard <laughs> mowing. It is, because it, it may have been since it may have been the '90s since I last saw Can't Hardly Wait because that's been a long time. <laughs> well, there is a a, a vodka filled oh, uh, water. Yeah. yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things going on in that one, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm probably gonna. I, I'm oh. gonna have to go. I think I'm going with can't hardly wait because it does all take place 
at the party, and it, I think you have more epic moments of of frivolity there, shall we say? Oh, okay. Right. 100%. What do you think, Tommy? 100%. Can't <laughs> okay. I love a contained piece. I love something that only takes yeah. place in a short thing. And then that, that director uh, duo went on to direct one of my, now I'm not embarrassed anymore, one of my favorite Overlooked movies, Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, they, oh yes. that wait, director, wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait, hear me out. Yeah, exactly. Right? That director yes. duo takes very base stuff and elevates it in ways that they have never, ever, ever been acknowledged for. So, yeah, can't hardly wait for the win. Love it. All right. I, so can't hardly wait. Moves on. I, I would just before we move off of that, I would like to say that in this age of the Snyder cut, uh, please release the can't oh, hardly wait R rated cut. Yes, I've because heard that about was, like, that. Because that's like one of the most yes. notorious things out there. Yeah, it, it's out there somewhere. Like they were really supposed to come out like as a hard R, and then <gasps> the studio got scared and went, "Oh no, no, it has to be PG 13 And then they they came out and it didn't do very well. And then next year, American Pie comes out. Oh, they go, "That's what we right. were doing the whole." So somewhere out there is all that footage, including two characters who were completely eliminated from the movie because one was... Because they were so dirty? Yeah. What if instead of like getting (laughs) inspired by the song Samantha, instead it's like something from Two Live Crew and you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Why would that... Okay. All right, so can't hardly wait. Oh, moves on. Oh my okay. gosh! Yes. All right, so uh, after you've graduated to a higher class of parties, the next logical invite is to a college rager. Uh, so our next face-off uh, about not being able to feel your face takes place in the land of higher education. Hey. Um, so I could give this movie a big introduction, but all it really needs to be said is three words. Well, actually, one word repeated, and that's. Toga, toga, toga. That's right. The Deltas are throwing a party tonight in National Lampoon's Animal House. Um, So, but maybe you didn't get the traditional college experience and missed out on the opportunity, but it's never too late. So why not start your own frat? That's (laughs) right. The boys from Lambda, Epsilon, Omega, and their Mitchapalooza in a little film called Old School. So Animal House versus Old School, which is the better party? Oh, Steve, you still want to go first? I, I'm just... A, you don't have to. I'm not trying to. No, I'm just... For me, I... I Beard before I, beauty. <laughs> I, I, I gave just, my love I'm just a shabby. huge fan of Animal House, so that's that's where I'm going. I, there's something about... I don't know the age I was. Old school Will Ferrell comedies that just don't aren't as enduring for me as a classic like Animal House. So that's where I'm going. Fair enough. Just to make it fun, I'm going to say the exact opposite. Uh. While I, I'm not a classicist, but I do respect a lot of the, the National Lampoon movies. But at times mm-hmm. I'm like, were we just inventing comedy? <laughs> like there's just whole sequences. There's whole parts yeah, of the movie yeah. where you're like, this just feels weird. It doesn't even feel dated. It just feels weird. And like, there's no real joke. It's very strange. Um, I like a lot of uh, Animal House, but I would say old school because it took the idea and elevated it. Okay. So does that mean Kyle Knockout gets to... That's why I have to decide. Uh, So I'm actually... I I have my pick, and I'm doing it for a... uh, a, Charity. A a less thought-out reason uh, (laughs) than Tommy's. Uh, So I'm going to go with Animal House, but mostly it's because uh, I'm not a big fan of the movie. Uh, However, I just watched a documentary about John Belushi called Belushi on... It was on Showtime. (gasps) I've heard. uh, My parents watched that, and they loved it. Yeah, it was... was, And it was one of the, the most visually interesting interesting 
film like documentaries about a celebrity I've ever don't seen. Don't they do like, like animation or something? They do animation and it's the animation is astounding. Like I would have liked to seen a whole movie of them oh. like just using that animation. It's really, really great. Uh, so even if you don't have showtime, if you can find a way to see it, it's really good. So I will pick Animal House right. and the two votes so that Animal House Fair moves enough. On. Now I will immediately start QAnon and start like this weird <laughs> because the vote didn't go my way, I'm going to start my own. I'm going to just be voting for options that aren't on the table. So good That's luck. Okay. You can just start marching outside Pete's house and yeah. saying, whose house is this? This is my house. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Okay, uh, so when you have a house and you have a party, it's not enough for be to be a house party. No, it needs to be the mother of all oh. house parties, a pajama jammy wow. jam. No party would be complete without royalty, so we've got a queen. It all kicks off in House Party 2. So next one, I'm going to do a little bit different of an introduction. So, okay. Oh, Chicago's hottest spot is Gary's house. <laughs> Hidden in the suburbs near Joliet, this party has everything. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, chips, dips, chains, whips, Robert Downey Jr., a Pershing II medium-range ballistic missile, <laughs> a gang of mutant bikers. And who's that in the corner? Is that Hervé Villachez? No, it's a talking mutant blob named Chet. Plus, it's got a boingo bop. You know, it's that thing where you get Danny Elfman's new wave band, Oingo Boingo, to record your theme tune. <laughs> And it all happens because of a little weird, weird science. science. <laughs> it's alive. Uh, I'm so pleased. With I that. know you should be a hundred percent pleased with that. You have done like I feel like this satman is like your dissertation. I'm very impressed well, from beginning last to end. Week, Rob really raised the he bar. Did. So okay. I was like, yeah, okay, yes. I'm not going to let him show me. Uh, fair enough. So. So, House Party 2 in Pajama Jammy Jam versus the the weird scene at Gary's house in Weird Science. Steven? Well, I have not seen House Party 2. <gasps> oh. Racist! Yes, exactly. <laughs> because, I mean, but Weird Science, I mean, growing up in the suburbs of Chicago, anything John Hughes was, yeah. and being in oh, middle yes. school, high school at that time, it's like, no, that's just... That's me. So that's, you know, that one of my favorite moments is the, you know, the grandparents. Well, you know, he won't stand for baloney, you know. <laughs> they get frozen and locked in the, the, the pantry there. Uh, yeah, that's, that's right. there's so many classic quotable moments for, for me on Weird Science, but I don't know how to compare it to House Party 2 because okay. I'm apparently a racist. <laughs> well, unlike... We're learning so much about yes, each other. Exactly. Unlike racist Steve Sarmento, <laughs> I... Also, haven't seen House <laughs> I just wanted to call him a racist. Okay. <laughs> no, weird. Uh, going down, at least in my personal culture thing, uh, weird science has so many touchstones and so many me. The the before memes were memes, like just sort of yes. things that continued on. And of course, I hope I'm getting the right movie. Bill Pullman. Bill pa no, Bill Paxton. Don't get your bills. Oh, I do that every time. Bill Pullman That's is right. I have is legit the, uh, lost three different bets in my life <laughs> because I keep forgetting which is which. But no, so I'm going to say. Did Bill, did Bill Pullman come up to you and say, who my, am I? Yeah, that was <laughs> weird. Your Bill Paxton. Yeah, he was next to Joe Carnahan. We were all doing That's shots. Right. And you know that none of this happened, right? Right. <laughs> I do ayahuasca and I'm like, and then something right. else happened. Uh, no, I will happily say weird science. Weird science, yes. I also grew up in the uh, suburbs of Chicago, so yes. Uh, um, hey, you know what? One thing about weird science real quick. Not yeah. Anthony. Anthony Michael, Michael Hall. Anthony Michael right? The yeah. other guy. I thought he yes. was so mm -hmm. cool. And I yes. thought he was so neat. 
did he go on? Like, I feel like he just kind of disappeared. He was really handsome. I loved his voice. I kind of maybe yeah. like had sort of a sort of a crush on him of like, a, oh, he's neat because he's unconventionally interesting. And then I feel like yeah. I never saw him again. That's true. He did a I couple things in that era, you know, and okay. but I, I can't. I can't think of, you know, yeah, he, it's one of those so things. listeners, tell us about yeah. the other guy from Weird Steve Science. makes it sound like Steve murdered him. Oh, he, <laughs> oh he's around. He's uh, around. I don't exactly know where, but I'm sure that he's not, well, you know, okay. under a so shallow he, grave. He, one step closer to John Hughes. So his just, name is Ellen Mitchell Smith, and this is what happened. He was in several movies in the mid-80s. Uh, okay. The Wildlife, Weird Science. He was on an episode of The Equalizer. Journey to oh. the Center of the Earth, The Chocolate War, and a film called Identity Crisis in 1989. Hmm. He was on Superboy from 1989 to 1991, an episode what? of Silk Stockings in 1991, and then oh. nothing until 2015, where he did, a, oh, wow. he did a voice on Axe Cop, and then he played a character on The Goldbergs in 2017, and that is oh, it. Wow. I, should, I, I have the box set of Axe Cop, so I should there just get it. Oh. That's a little skit <laughs> yeah. I'm writing. No one knows what that is. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I actually don't know what that is. Do you really? I've never seen an episode, so All I right. do. Um, that, because it's comic. It's got a comic book. Oh, thing, got so it. Comic books are some of my my thing. So okay, so uh, weird science moves on. Uh, all right, so uh, round four. Uh, the only thing better than being invited to a party is crashing it. So we've got two party crashers who are here to have fun and not get caught. So this fortieth floor shindig's got everything you want. Look at this spacious luxury suite, even though part of it's under construction. And sure, it's an office party, <laughs> but once the booze gets flowing. Yep. And the cocaine gets passed around. We're all going to have a good time. As long as the boss's ex-husband doesn't screw things up for the rest of us, that is. And hey, who ordered the German strippers? It's a mandatory work party, and no one will ever forget it in Die Hard. Yeah. Hans, <laughs> Bubby. <laughs> yeah, I, was trying, I was like, should I try and do this as Ellis? Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Uh, okay. So, but the, the best parties are the ones that are hardest to get into. Uh, first off, check out this secluded country manor. Pretty swanky. Just look at all these people. If they're not getting freaky with someone, they're standing around watching other people get freaky. And while I'm digging <laughs> this robe, this mask is kind of itchy. Well, what's that? Uh, the password. Oh, the password's Fidelio. Remove I'm sorry, the mask. second password? Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. I guess I better keep my eyes wide shut. <laughs> So, outstanding work. I'm so sorry that I get Thank so you. excited that I keep screaming clues over you. No, no. It's, it's very great. annoying. I, I, one of the, it gives me a, a great sense of joy when you guys figure yeah. it out. Like, on the way, you're like, oh. No, Tommy wants to play so, a game called Name That Movie. It's like, I can name that in two Kyle sentences. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'll settle no, down. That's Ooh, good. It's been I just get good. so excited. It's all good. Um, so, Die Hard or Eyes Wide Shut, which is the better party? I haven't seen Eyes Wide Shut. Steven! I know. Really? Okay. Steven yes, I know. House Party 2 Sarmento. I, I know. You're so racist. I know. No, I think exactly. We, no, he has the yeah, why shot, so I think we removed the racist card. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, he's just so, he's so creative white. with his racism. Now he just hates everyone. <laughs> I do. Um, but come on, crashing a party to kill people, die hard. I mean, yeah. well, is, I mean, well, okay, so, or is it the terrorists that crash the party? Well, I, I was thinking as, as John originally yeah. was the party crasher, but, right. you know, uh, yeah. but I guess they crashed they the party moved, too. Yeah. So I guess, which is the better, yeah. well, we're now, we're debating which is the better party. Eyes Wide Shut is insane. Die hard is a classic. Ho, 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 <laughs> I have a gun. Let's do this. Uh -huh. Yeah, die hard. Okay, Tommy says die hard. Steve? I've seen die hard because. Die yeah. hard, okay. Because you haven't seen Eyes Wide yes. Shut. All right. <laughs> 
Okay. All right. So now we're going to get into our our little, our little uh, spoiler ones because uh, now we have to our first face off. <gasps> uh, so uh, we have can't hardly wait uh, has moved on, but now it faces uh, another a, a new competitor in the in the field. So um, we need to blow off some steam. I mean, that was a heck of a fight with all the explosions and the flying and the heavy breathing. But it's super nice of these little hairy dudes to let us throw our celebration here. Even though I heard they're cannibals, uh, they can really write a song, though. That yub-nub thing really gets stuck in your head. <laughs> hey, who invited the ghosts? Now it's a party. Uh, it's a little post-Empire crumbling the soiree ghosts. in uh, Return of the Jedi. Are the, do the, are the, Star Wars, colon, Return of the Jedi. Are they like in the canon? Are they called ghosts? Because I didn't know, like, no, I'm not joking. Like, in a world of midichlorians, in a world of midichlorians, are they, like, legit <laughs> called ghosts? I'm actually asking. Like, Yeah, yeah, they're actually called force ghosts. Are you being serious? They're called force ghosts? So that's, so that's when... I am being serious, yeah. Yes. I'm telling you, Star Wars is not the best So that's when now. George Lucas is like, let's call it a night. Saber phantoms. Uh, yes, with their high M count. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so 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 our face off is can't hardly wait. The house party versus the celebration at the end of Return of the Jedi at the Ewok if Village. Anyone knows me? They already know my answer, Steve. Because <laughs> you love furry animals. No, nope. sure does. <laughs> <laughs> well, so if we're talking about the Ewok part, I mean, there's. Or are we talking about the whole like galactic celebration? But if we focus on the Ewok oh, party, because they're okay. is it the special edition? Is it the special edition? I was doing, I was the doing f- original. Okay, original. Yeah, okay, not not the not the around the galaxy. galaxy. No, if we like keep the... it to just the oh, original. Right, we're not, we're yep, not yep. litigating best movie. We're litigating best party. Best party. No, best party. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because clearly there was not enough drinking and shenanigans in the Ewok village, so can't hardly wait has a better oh. party. But Can't Hardly Wait is filled with so much fraud. Lando was there, so you know it was going to be legit. Yeah, and you got Luke and Leia running off behind the trees, (laughs) so who knows? True. There was a nice Darth Vader barbecue pit going on. I mean... (laughs) Yeah. Roasting weenies over a Sith Lord. I mean, come on. The nerd... Rolling off the roof and then getting drunk and then showing up in the thing is enough for me. Can't Hardly Wait. CMW. Yes. Yes. CMW. I'm really good at acronyms. You, C-H-W. You, you, you've turned, C-M-W. You've turned Steve, is that yeah. thing? So we're yeah, right can't hardly wait. Moves yeah, on. Okay. There. Can't hardly wait. Okay. Yeah. Okay, our next new competitor. Facing off against weird science. First of all, it's likely tomorrow we're going to die. The authorities are going to bust down that door and haul us all away. But while we're here, wearing very little clothes in this large, dank cave, we're going to get all kinds of weird as we wait for the end of the human race. And hey, it's Keanu Reeves. Now it's a party. That's a little pre-dance battle before the world ends in The Matrix Reloaded. Oh, that was the second one? The Rave in the, the Cave. The Rave in the Cave. So yeah. many dirty feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that really like sticks out to me. It was just like mud and feet and then mud and feet. And slow mo, yeah. so, so much, much slow mo, mud rave. Uh, what Ooh. is it against again? Against weird science. science. <laughs> <laughs> no, weird science has got a kid getting put into a TV. That's the best party ever. <laughs> That's it. Weird science. Kid, kids. Neo can't put people. Neo can't put people in a TV. No, he can't. Well, actually, can he? I think he yeah, could. he went into a TV could. at one point. That's where he learned yeah, the he batteries. Is the one. He is the one. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But if his idea of a party's mud feet, uh, no. I'm going to go with mud feet rave because my favorite Ooh. part is the long shot where uh, Morpheus is like, 
here's the plan. Uh-huh. And he's, there's no mic. He has gained uh-huh. weight. Yeah. He's wearing an open shirted vest. And then it cuts way too wide. And you're like, no one can hear you. He's just yelling. And like 20 people of these 9 billion people can uh-huh. hear you. It made me nervous. Like life is beautiful of like when Roberto Benini is like, oh, for fun, I'll pretend that all of the Nazi rules are a joke. And I was like, no, it's really important. We all are on the same page because robots are killing us. That might've been a weird connection, but no, I'm going to, I'm going to go with um, uh, mud feet. So, Knockout! Okay. It's up to you. So, yeah, so people, people at the at the back are like, "Can we start making out?" Yeah, yet? yeah. people <laughs> in the back are like, "What about the noodles?" Like they still don't quite get it. Of like, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> While I think it's more likely you would get lucky at the rave in the cave, I'm still going to have to go with weird science because you're going to tell that story for the rest of your life. And for all we know, that was what happened in the last city, like on a weekly basis. They're like, "Yeah, can you get done with your speech?" Because it's almost four. All right, our, uh, we're going to into our, our big face-off to decide who will be in the final competition. So we have Can't Hardly Wait versus Animal House. I know my answer, Stephen. Yeah, we. I'll go. With, I'll go with that. Yeah. Oh, can't hardly wait over okay. Animal House. All, All right. right. So Don't Can't Hardly Wait yeah. is yes. in the finals. Yeah. Because Animal House, there's only. I mean, there's a couple parties, but like I said, Can't Hardly Wait is the epic party. Okay. So Weird Science versus Die Hard. Which is the better party? Well, the better party. The party in Die yeah. Hard legit sucks. Yes, exactly. Well, before the terror show it up, it still sucks. It was going all right. No, it wasn't. It was still kind of dumb. <laughs> There's like those two people that break well, into the Alice office. Alice was having a good time. Alice right, is exactly. always sniffing was, a good yeah, time. Yeah, and then there's yeah, two people that like <laughs> yeah. jump in the thing because it was was the 80s, right? Yeah. yeah and right. so they were like, we got to get a woman without her shirt on. And they're like, he's, <laughs> she's probably in that office over there. Um, Steven? Who's this Gary character you keep talking about? You know, Gary, our son Gary? <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. No, weird science. There's that's If it's can't hardly, if we're getting to can't hardly wait versus weird science, I don't know what we're going to do. And it looks like we are. All right, so time to face off, Jim. Okay, here it is. The best movie party, can't hardly wait, or... Weird science. I have an answer. 80s versus 90s. Oh, wait. I haven't gone rogue yet. Can't can't (laughs) hardly wait for the weird science. Uh, (laughs) Bits and pieces, pots and pans. I'm going to say can't hardly wait because everyone, because like a good party, everyone got a little bit too drunk. Everyone got a little too fraught. And then it all turned out great. Mostly. True. Lives were changed. Lives were changed. And Ethan Embry is adorable. And I think for for the do you say it's real? I guess the the sheer realism <laughs> of that party is composed to the compared to the nonsense of weird science where the rules of yeah. physics are being bent. Uh no, mm-hmm. I think you know, I I agree. And it's there's something I just read recently or you know, I'm talking about the R-rated cut, and I've I you right. know interested in seeing it and think I've got to track that movie down and see it again. I remember really enjoying it. I just haven't seen it enough, but I, Wait, I will side a, with it's, Tom. It's around? No, well, it's not. No. You can't see it, but I, I know there's been yeah. discussions about people. The fans are like, we we want to see this. Why oh, is okay. this not being released? But it, it's there. There's a print of it someplace. So just give, give it to the fans. Release it uh, you know, out there. 
They will. They will yeah, exactly like they get it on a streaming service. They will. They will Venmo their card hold hard cash for that movie. You know, bring. I've got my twenty dollar bill. I'm ready. Yes, exactly. Whole new generation. All right. So, all right, so both yes. of you are are in yes. it. Can hardly wait. Yes. All right, can't hardly wait. Is our winner it is the ultimate movie party, Hooray! and everyone who has not seen that movie needs to go watch oh, it yes. now because that's what the, that's what the part that's what the winner gets is everyone who's listening has to go watch that movie. Kyle, thank you so much for working so hard on all of that. That oh was a big gosh. bracket. Bracket. That was. Yes, it sports. Well, it was 10. And yeah. that's the closest yeah. I get to sports in my entire life, which is fantastic. Right, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I had to like I had to go into all these like places where you print stuff out and figure out like double elimination, single oh, elimination, geez. round robin. I was like, I don't know what any of this yeah. means. I'm like, just show me the places where I can put the words. I was hoping for so some Hanks in there. There was no Hanks. There was no bachelor party in there. Nice. I thought about bachelor party. Yeah, yeah no, I've never kinda, seen was, bachelor was, party. I guess the the one that did not make the cut. Uh, the the face I was going to be uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. Oh. Okay. Versus uh, the party at the Playboy Mansion uh, versus <laughs> Great Gatsby. Oh, ooh, yeah. Okay. Old sport. I thought that would have been an interesting one, too. But, like, it didn't. Mathematically, I couldn't get it. Right. It. Oh, sure. Sure. All right. So that's the end of our game. I hope you guys had fun. Oh, yes. Uh, and now we'll we'll move on to uh, the the game because we're talking about peculiar communities. Peculiar communities. I'm still working on the theme song. but Okay. Okay. That's my Oingo Boingo cover band. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so uh, that was what the that's what the people wanted. That's like our, our all of our, our our patrons voted, and they wanted to talk about peculiar communities. meaning movies so, that involve yes movies that that involve peculiar communities, and however we define that. So, Tommy, you had the first trailer, uh, <gasps> so you get to go first. Oh, this is so exciting! All right, I have a yellow sticky here, and boy, oh boy, what do I want to pick? I. What's the best strategy? You want to save your weirders for laters? <laughs> there's no strategy. Because it's, 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 it's literally not yeah. even a game. <laughs> we just are pretending it's a game. Well, okay. you, you, try, you try to avoid <laughs> the steals. I think that's the thing. But, Got, you know, it. That's, you know. Got it. Okay. Well, I have one. And the only reason I'm going to lead with this one is going to make one of my co-hosts very unhappy because they wrongly feel <laughs> that it's a movie about nothing that has no basis in anything when instead I believe it is a brilliant treatise on loss and horror and um, trauma and all of that, one of the most dynamic Peculiar communities that I've seen recently was found in Midsommar, <laughs> which Steve hates. I had a feeling that Midsommar gonna- makes Steve mid so unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen Midsummer, so I'm neutral in this. But what what is your as Tommy has now presented his case? What is your uh, issue with uh, Midsummer in in very small fashion? I mean, yes, it's a peculiar community. It's it gets into the whole nature of the boyfriend girlfriend relationship and our our main characters that I have issues with, and it's people are like, he's the worst boyfriend ever. I'm like, well, he's not. He doesn't deserve this. Anyway, there's not much. I mean, just say there's not much there, there, in my opinion, on the story and motivation, but that's me. And in other opinions, there's a lot there to dig yes, into, exactly. and it's very exciting and interesting. So Midsommar yes. is my number that, one. That, that, 
say that's a that's a great choice because I, I know that has hit pop culture really hard. Oh, yes, because I have not seen that movie, uh, and yet I know almost everything about it because like people are really really talking about it. Oh, a it's lot. I, I think it's not one where I can say. Oh, don't see it. See it, and you may love it. You may not love it. But I think it's definitely one of those that people should give a chance because it's like you're going to probably end up on one of these polar opposites. It's made to be probably pretty divisive. It's a tough watch. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah, it is. Now, I haven't seen the director's cut that's, what, another half hour longer or something like that? More arguments, more screaming. Yeah, more (laughs) whatever stuff. Yes. All right. (laughs) All right. All right, so Midsummer. All right, so my first pick for a peculiar community, uh, we're going to Pennsylvania, to the small town of Covington. Uh, it's a very close-knit community. They don't go out much, mostly because if they go out at night, they might encounter those we do not speak oh, fun. of. Because, of course, I'm talking about The Village from 2004, directed by Mr. Drenton, directed and produced by M. Night Shyamalan. If it makes you feel better, we have our first steal. Oh, that was on my list. That's, yeah. wow. See, and that, that is why I did it first, because I right. thought, if anything, yeah. people probably would get this one. I think that movie is uh, much maligned, and it does not deserve to be. I 100% I think agree. It's way better than people yeah. think. Totally, totally. Totally agree with that. People yeah. got caught up in the whole, you know, what's M. Night's twist going to yes. be? What's the, the Twilight thing? And the thing that I loved about this movie is the twist doesn't matter because the story is more important than like you have a twist and you go, oh, it's a good twist. Oh, OK, it doesn't matter because the 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 character that would most affect doesn't know about the twist. Right. No. So in that, so it's like, oh, OK, so, you know, uh, emotionally, it's still a pure, true story for, no, for that. It, character. It I don't want to spoil it too much for those. Who no, haven't seen but, it, but. If for me as a parent, uh, that's, ah, you know, yeah. like, what is it? What, Seeing it what, from that's a different perspective. What is a parent, what is a parent, a parent willing to do to, to try to keep right? their child safe from the dangers of the world? Yeah. Oh, man, it's crazy. Yes. I <laughs> yeah. love that one. No, I'm yeah. glad you brought that one up. I'm glad it was a steal. That's definitely one that people should give a chance. Steve, you're still creating your delusional village where the the movie Midsommar doesn't exist. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's your big plan? Yeah, it is. That is okay. definitely, Great. yes. I think I think we're in it. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> good choice. First steal, good choice. What? All right. All right, Steve, what do you, what do you, what's your first I point? will start with, um, you know, sometimes you just are sick of the world uh, and want to withdraw from it because it's just, I'm sick of this. But there's other times when the world is actually making you sick and you run off to a little sort of strange community because you're suffering from 20th century disease and Todd Haynes' film Safe with Julianne Moore. Safe. So I've never seen oh, Safe and it's always yeah, been on my list. Either. So, but I, I know it, but I haven't so, seen yeah, it. So, yeah, she keeps getting like, oh, they say it's allergic reactions and she discovers a community and it's, you know, she gets... Driven up in a taxi cab, and the taxi cab drives too far up the driveway in the community. And the people are like screaming, Get out of here, you're polluting the place. And it's just this whole commune of people that feel like pollutants and all that. And the question is, Is it really, you know, a safe place for them? Or is this just like run by a guy who's running it as a scam by feeding into people's fears? But oh, safe, wow. definitely, definitely worth, worth checking out. What else is Todd Haynes directed? I know, I know that name. Velvet Goldmine. Oh, I saw that. Oh, okay, cool. Is All one right. off the top of my head. I know there's more. I just don't know his filmography. That that was a bit of a one. grenade to throw at you. I don't know why yes. I did that. Uh, Far from Heaven. Oh, I, I love. Oh, that's that's where I, I know him from. I love Far from Heaven. That's where it turns out Dennis Quaid is gay. 
<laughs> that was the original blurb <laughs> Another of twist. that movie. <laughs> Is that what it was? I don't even know. Was was it even Dennis Quaid? All of that might be wrong. It would be in that 40s style trailer. It's like the movie where Dennis Quaid Uh is gay! Written across the screen in big letters. Say, folks, here's a show you need to see. Exactly. Uh, Hey, have you heard the the real scoop about Dennis Quaid? Yeah, he's a gay, gay man. (laughs) Okay, luckily it is Dennis Quaid, and everything else I said was still very insulting. Great. Okay. 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 All right, so we're on to round two then, uh, Tommy. Round two. Here's some something. If you go with the literal definition of community, which is a group of people existing in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common, what if there was, I don't know, probably should have figured this out before I did it, uh, (laughs) six, seven, eight people all slowly show up to one location? Maybe it's raining really hard. Maybe it's in one hotel. And what do they have in common? I don't want to spoil it, I guess. I just realized in real (laughs) time, I don't want to spoil it. But what they have in common, they have something incredibly in common. The movie is called Identity. Originally, the original script that I read way back in the day was just called ID. Uh, But Identity, it stars John Cusack and a murderer's row of really cool, fun character actors. Um, And it all takes place, again, I'm a huge fan of contained pieces uh you know love to exam and uh, it's called identity it all takes place in this one rainy night and it is a mind blower that is weirdly overlooked and is not caught the zeitgeist it's called identity with john cusack check it out and i'm sorry i didn't realize how unsatisfying that would be because i picked another <laughs> spoiler <laughs> movie that yeah. i shouldn't no, so that's, my apologies that, yeah i I totally forgot that movie existed. Oh. So thank you for bringing that up. I saw that. Yeah. And I, I remember enjoying it. And I totally, it's like one of those uh, things where you bring it so up and I go, good. oh, right. Because yeah. they had that one character actor, and I can't remember his name, the heavyset guy who had the weird eyes. Oh, that's his weird, thing. Like, yeah, he was, he, yeah. he's also in like um, um, the Keanu Reeves movie, the really good movie where he plays yeah. the demon hunter. Oh, Constantine. Yeah, Constantine. Yeah, he's, yeah. that's sort of his thing, but he's actually a legitimately really good actor. I'll figure out who he yeah. is while we can. Continue yes. the podcast. I, I've got it. I I've say, got yeah. it right here, Steve. So no, because okay. I love that movie, and I think Tommy. One of the things that you can say is that all the people that are drawn there to this place I think they all share the same birthday, and I think that gets us something interesting that's not spoilery. But no, John Cusack, Ray Liotta, Amanda Peet, John Hawks, Alfred Molina, John C. McGinley, Jake Busey, uh, Pruitt Taylor Vince <laughs> is the guy with the Pruitt oh, Taylor Pruitt. Vince. That's the name yes. of Eyes Magoo. She's, okay, yes, he's also exactly. probably a lot of people will know him from the X Files. Yes. Oh, um, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, and directed by James Mangold. There yeah. you go. James oh, Mangold. Mangold. Yes. I think yeah. that movie Logan that movie fame. is a near masterpiece. I own yes. it and I watch it. That's one of those like perennial What's the what's perennial mean? Uh, happens on a regular Fantastic. basis. Fantastic. What's perennial sure. mean? No, I'll go yeah. with perennial. <laughs> that is a perennial. <laughs> <laughs> Who's up next? 
that's me. Uh, so my next uh, pick is a classic story. Uh, it's boy meets girl, boy falls in love with girl, boy discovers girl is 600 years old, F. Murray Abraham shows up in weird skin <laughs> grafts and tries to destroy everything. I mean, you know, it's the classic tale. Uh, and told in a little film called Star Trek Insurrection. Uh, so my <laughs> my group are the are the Baku. Uh, and they live on a planet called the Briar Patch. And because of metaphasic radiation, I know everyone was saying at the same time as me, but it's fine. I got it first. Um, they uh, live forever, essentially, as long as they stay on the planet. And of course, this causes a problem because when people leave, then they die. And so they want to come back. I really thought that you were talking about let the right one in. Or oh. let me in. So Ooh, I take back I all of my <laughs> like Ooh, overly <laughs> condescending. <laughs> Cause then you were like, F me, F me. I was like, I'm a deus. And then you were like aliens. And I was like, Oh no. <laughs> so no, I didn't see any of that coming. I took you on a little trip. You really there. did. <laughs> yeah. No, that, yeah, that, no, the Baku, that's a very yeah. peculiar community. Cause they can yeah. slow down time and all kinds of Star yeah, Trek. Guilty stuff. pleasure for me. Yeah. I think that movie is way better than the Star Trek fans make it out. Yes. Like. Fair enough. Okay. All right. I'll never know. All right, Steve. All right. So, <laughs> It's okay. You don't have to watch no, any of these. No, it's, it's no. A, it's I like not, what's not the one? I like First Contact, and I am yes. not being sarcastic. Okay. I thought right. that was Most people do. really oh, good. Was, yes. Okay. Yes. No, I hear you. All right, so, Stephen. Uh, we talk about communities and being in con- sort of like con- they're in a common place. Um, you inevitably get into like sort of dystopian places where civilization has crumbled and people have had to group together to survive. And sometimes that's in an underground city. And sometimes that's an underground city where there was a plan to return to the surface. Uh, but that got lost in a buried in a back closet in the movie based on the young adult novel city of Ember with Saoirse Ronan and Bill Murray, because they have all kinds of weird rules and jobs. And it's a very peculiar way to be living for generations and generations in your underground city. Wow. Another movie. I totally forgot. Wait, what's the name of the, wait, I missed What's the name of the movie? City of Ember. Ember. City of Ember. Yes. Ember. Yep. Why, why have I never heard of uh, that at all? It, it came and went very quickly. 2008. 2008? Yeah. Two, yes. City yeah. of Ember. All right. City of Ember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when you were doing your description, I'm like, is he about to say beneath the planet of the apes? Because <laughs> <laughs> no. it almost matched up. And I was like, no, Bill Murray, I don't think, was in Planet of the Apes. <laughs> I was about to say, is he talking about let the right one in? Cause my, because my <laughs> earphone, my earphones went out. And I'm just like... Grasping Tommy, straws. I, yeah. I love that movie, and I wish there was a yeah, place for too. it on this list because I, I, I encourage people to to watch Let City the Right of One Ember. In. Ember. Yes. City yeah. of right. Ember. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's I a love you it. know, it's sort of a, you know, tar- so a little bit of a YA, yeah, exactly. kind of a young adult, yeah. you know, it's sort of in the family, Hunger yes. Games, Divergent yes, sort of exactly. yeah. family, dystopian. Cool. Yep. All right. All right. So on our own three, tell me what's your last pick? My last... I stole one from you. You did, which was exciting. My last pick (laughs) is... Sometimes a community lives in a town. Sometimes the town itself seems sick. Almost historically sick. Almost like the town itself is infected with something that comes by every... What is it? Seven? Twenty-seven years? (laughs) 
something. One of my favorite authors of all time, of course, is uh-huh. Stephen King, and I'm talking about Derry Maine. Mm. Derry yes. Maine, where Pennywise comes back. One of the coolest things. The films are pretty hit and miss with me. Overall, for me, a plus. But one of the coolest things when he bothered uh, to lean into it is that the town itself has been infected either to look away. It's it's a very cool sort of metaphorical takeaway of like looking away on bullying, homophobia, misogyny, all of this stuff, racism, of course. Uh, so I will pick it and it too. And because that's two movies, I get double points. This isn't a real game. <laughs> There's no points. This isn't a real game. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I really like that. Um as well, that that feeling that like the town is in on it or has been corrupted by whatever. Yeah. I thought the actual miniseries did a much better job of conveying that because the movie it just seems like wow, there's like four weird people in this town. Yeah, every once in a while you're like, like oh, oh, so you yeah. just have a Cadillac with a balloon in the background. Yeah, like, or, like, or like oh, it's, maybe you should uh, pick a different drugstore because that guy is creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are you going you know, to why are you going to, to creeps yeah. drugs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's called creeps drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, all right, so yeah, you you pulled it out, uh, but it still counts. So it either chapter one or Hooray. two. Yeah, fans take yep. your pick. So uh, I uh, picked one that I sort of use a loose definition because the the thing was peculiar community. So community doesn't necessarily have to be geographically bound. It can be a, a group that uh, feels the same way or believes the same thing, and maybe they disperse all the time, and sometimes they come back together. So <gasps> there's a little. <laughs> So, yeah, I say get yourself together, Tommy, because uh, the film I'm about to mention, uh, you have a close personal connection to because uh, the is it Tommy film the movie? I'm talking about. <laughs> no, it's Fanboys from 2009, uh, and, uh, and so this movie is is about a group of people who uh, love Star Wars, and so they find out when Episode One is coming out, their one of their friends is going to die; he will be dead before the movie comes out. So they decide to cross the country and sneak into Lucasfilm to see the movie before. Uh, this he he dies. Oh, on the way, they stop by Riverside, Iowa, which is of course the birthplace of James T. Kirk, and they encounter the community I'm talking about, which are Trekkies. Oh, so they start a little bit of a rumble yes. because uh, they start insulting uh, back and forth uh, their different things, and so uh, Seth Rogen uh, plays the leader of the Trekkies, which of course because Paramount would not play ball, uh, none of the actual things they're wearing or around have anything to do with Star Trek because they didn't, they couldn't get the rights. Uh, but we all know, uh, so that's fun. It, it has a very fun little scene, and uh, of course you have a connection because you have worked with one of the actors from Fanboys. I have. You have, and you told me he was he was in your film. Oh no, Dan Fogler. He played the he played the counselor. Yeah, was he really? Oh, I'm so yes, sorry. He, yeah. I didn't know he is, he is one of the fanboys. He's the one who actually starts the fight. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. great. That's the first place I ever saw him. I became a fan of his because of this movie. And this is a if you're a Star Trek or Star Wars or just a geek in general, or you know if you just like uh, road trip movies with uh, teens being weird, fanboys. <laughs> or out, more importantly, Thirty Nights on Amazon Prime. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so, you know if you put the two, you can you can see the evolution of Dan Fogler's career by starting with fanboys and ending with Thirty Nights, and you will enjoy both of oh, them. Oh, neat. Probably equally. Okay. So that's my pick. Fanboys from 2009. Good pick. Oh, wow. 
That's that's yeah. I haven't thought about that one in a long, long time. Because yeah. that's uh yeah. And 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 uniquely to me, I have met the directors of both Thirty Nights and Fanboys. So it's quite a it's quite a thing for me too. So are you put that one up there, on the scoreboard? There you go. <laughs> Just, you you totally want to watch us make out. <laughs> I do. I know that's a part of your thing. I have a script I'm going to send you. I just want you to be open minded. Oh, it's like it. fan fiction. Of like, I directed Third Nights. I directed Fanboys. Well, they look at each other right lovingly. Currently, it's fan fiction, but it doesn't have <laughs> to be that way. <laughs> that's a good point. Fan fiction is a poor man's porn. <laughs> that's uh, right. It's like, hey, it's just, we all got to start somewhere. <laughs> it starts with a dream. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, Steve, bring us home. Steven. Speaking of fan fiction porn, uh, in the future. No, it's not. Ooh, no. let's do that. <laughs> so, in the future. So, this is a movie I saw when I was very young. I think I probably saw it on TV first, but it gave me a sense of a future community that was just so different from anything I'd seen before because people had shaved heads and wearing their, their white pajamas and big, vast white spaces in THX 1138. Oh, oh, nice. What kind of weirdo community is this where you got your weird Jesus-y suicide booths and I don't know what kind of <laughs> crazy holographic television stuff going on. I couldn't make heads or tails of it the first time I saw it and thought this is some type of crazy peculiar community that George Lucas is writing about. That's very true. For a second there, I thought you were going to talk about cone heads, but I, <laughs> I think you, you made the better choice. I love the idea of like a really, really, really young Steve Sarmento being like um, <laughs> peculiar. <laughs> <laughs> Someday this will be useful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we yeah, are. those were our peculiar communities. One steal, um, no points. This isn't a real game. That's, yes. that's right. And so, really, we all win. I love that in Coda there is a <laughs> there is a part for winner. This isn't a game. <laughs> I don't understand. There's something for steal and winner. Sorry, I'm listeners. Gonna, I'm just going to always write the listener. Yeah, yes. okay, fair enough. Because, I mean, really, that's the right. America is the winner. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, no. Because <laughs> our listeners are around the world. We're a global community. Good point. Right I meant the world's America. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Did you? All right. Uh, so, so the game continues, though, and so we will pass it on to the, the next group. So we need to pick what the three things that the community will vote on for them to have to figure out in, in the, in the okay. game. Uh, so we have to figure out. And I believe, Tommy, you are going to be one of those people. So you'll have to you'll, you'll be putting your thumb on the scale here. So um, so we have a list of all sorts of different things. So the, the film is The Hand, I believe, by uh, Oliver Stone. <laughs> yes. Yes. They're watching is, the hand. Yes. They're starting. They're watching they're the starting hand. The Oliver, Willingly, Oliver they're Stone watching series. The hand. They're starting the Oliver Stone yeah. in the '80s oh, series. Oliver Stone is so fascinating, but the 19, hand is yes, not a part yes, of it. The hand. <laughs> uh, so obviously, there, there's lots of different things we can go with. Uh, there are prosthetic body parts. As I look at the list of things we have there, I, I really, I want to, I want to grab because I'm the host. I'm going to grab odd killers uh, because I just love that idea that the, there's killers who are, have an unusual quirk about them. Not just that they're killers. That's fine. But they also have a, a fetish or a fling or a, something okay. strange odd about killers. them. So okay. I'm going to go with odd killers. Okay. Tommy, what you, what I have you one on that is that not too? on this list of, okay, of course, uh, yeah, <laughs> but but for real because I've seen this movie, so I'm not being okay. I'm not being like a uh, an anarchist. <laughs> 
whenever you see, <laughs> whenever you see, I haven't seen the hand in a zillion years, but the one thing that I remember is when you see from the quote unquote hands POV, there's this really <laughs> deep breathing. <laughs> It's a hand that doesn't make any sense. So I don't think it'll ever be picked because maybe it's way too esoteric or too niche, but inappropriate, wildly inappropriate sound effects. Oh, is that fun? No, 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 it is. I think it opens up a lot. Maybe it does. Okay. Yeah. That's that's broad enough. Wildly inappropriate. Wildly inappropriate. Yeah, not mildly. I mean wildly. Yeah, wildly. Yes. Yeah. wildly okay. inappropriate sound effects in movies. Yeah. What do you see on there on there, Steve? Oh, I'm always a sucker. And see, this is, you know, this one op- opens it up enough. And I think that it's it's one of Tommy's sort of favorite genres to get into, but protagonists losing their minds. Or are love, they? Love it. Ooh, do you mean like dun, dun, uh, unreliable dun. narrators or just or, you don't know? Or are they? Are, are they? Or are the we, most reliable <laughs> narrators? Exactly. Are they bending your mind? Or are they? Or is know. it just Thursday? I love it. I love those choices. Right. Those are great. So our three picks will be uh, wildly inappropriate sound effects, odd killers, uh, and protagonists losing their minds. Or are they? Love it. Oh, that's fun. Dun, dun, dun. That's fun. Oh, wait. And I'm on next week. So these are great. You are. I just remembered that I'm on next week. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, so now, uh, listener, you're saying to yourself, well, gosh, fellas, I sure had a swell time listening to your weird games and list making, but how can I get involved and also help this madness keep flowing into my ear holes? Well, that's quite simple. If you go to nextreel.com slash membership and sign up for a mere $1 a month, that's four heads of George Washington, you can become a one reeler and get access to our Discord server. And we thank you. But wait! You say, I want to do more and also get more back. Well, generous patron, if you up your monthly donation, you can morph into the super powerful two reeler and be able to watch live streams as we record like this one and get access to new episodes of our shows in your very own private podcast feed. Plus super secret member channels on discord, like the glimmering show talk channel. It gets what's so so important about the show talk channel. I'm glad you asked, dear devoted listener. And if you'd like to vote in next week's poll, the only place you can do so is on that very same show talk channel. Monthly schmonthly, I hear you say. I've got a lot of cash and I want to give it to you in one fell swoop. Then good news. You can now give us an annual donation at any level. It's convenient. It's affordable. It's good for your soul. Oh, And because enough is never enough, and you've been so patient listening through all this self-promotion, we have a special offer for you, diligent listener. What? That's true. If you go to nextreel.com slash letterboxed, you can upgrade your letterboxed account to pro or patron with a 20% off discount. But, host whose name I've forgotten, I already have a letterboxed account. Well, first of all, it's okay if you forgot my name. And secondly, you're in luck. This discount also works on renewals. What more do you ask for? You give a little, you get a little. It's the only way 2021 is going to work correctly. Wow. Yeah. Give us your money, jerks. <laughs> Wait, was that not the best sign off? I think we're still working on the slogan. Yeah. Sorry. But, uh, it's not, we're, we're it's not a hashtag. Give us your money, jerks. It's in contention. but just haven't settled on it yet. And so, And that's our show. That's Saturday matinee. Uh, so thank you all for listening all the way, Lou. Thank you, Tommy. My absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, Knockout, for a great show. 
Thank you, Steve. Always uh, happy to be part of the Beardy Bros podcast here. <laughs> Get on the Hirschstute train, Tommy. Yes. <laughs> and thank you always to our listeners. Enough said. Hondo. <sighs> you guys know that I hold my breath through the entire podcast, right? <sighs> I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January, or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.